Welcome to Run With Purpose. This is episode number 50. And for those of you that are new to the show, my name is Flores, and I'm so very glad that you found this podcast. Would love if you would consider subscribing to the podcast, and you can always reach out to me on all of the socials at flores.run. How are we doing? Episode 50. It's technically been longer than a year, so it should be more, but you know, we skipped a few weeks and that's okay. Things come up. You've got to do things sometimes, but yeah, episode 50. Um, hope you've had a great week. Um, my week's been a little, little interesting. It's been quite eventful. Um, I made mention to it last week that I had, I was going to have surgery and I guess I didn't explain that to some people. They're like, what are you having surgery on? What's going on? Everything okay? Yes, everything is perfectly fine. Um, I had a lipoma on my back near my shoulder blade, which is my little, little, little fat tumor that I had on my back. And uh, I've had it for a while. It didn't really bother me all that much. But lately, um, really this year when I started trying to lift again and that sort of thing, it started being a little annoying. So decided to go ahead with the process of getting it out. Um, I'm not usually a big fan of getting surgeries or anything like that. But, you know, it's one of those things where, it's something that shouldn't be in my body and we need to get it out. And they didn't have any worries about it being cancerous or anything like that, but you never know with those kinds of things. So it's better to get it out, test it. And from the results stuff that I saw, everything looks good to me. Um, I assumed if there was any real issues, they would have been calling me back going, Hey, we need to get you back in. So no news is good news, at least in my mind. Um, But yeah, it was a great experience with the team at uh, Riverside hospital here in uh, Columbus, um, the, the whole nurse team, everyone there, the surgeon, everyone was great. Um, and it was, you know, real comfortable process, even though it's not somewhere I really wanted to be. Um, but you know, with a big hole in my back, or at least that's what I keep telling Kayla. And she's like, you don't have a hole in back. You just have an incision. Um, because of that, um, I've had to limit my running, uh, for a little bit right now. One of my first questions to the surgeon about the surgery during my eval was, when can I start running again? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, of course it is. That's all I'm worried about is when can I get back on the road? Um, and she said after a few days, I'd actually be able to do so. Um, from a medical standpoint, there would be nothing to be concerned about there. Uh, the issue would be kind of my pain tolerance. And as most of you know, I am a wimp. So that's not coming to happen very soon. Um, I'm hoping to get back on the road this Thursday or Friday, um, healing up real nicely and everything feels fine. It's just, you know, getting back loose and back on it. And it's super tough because I mean, the mornings have been in the upper twenties, low thirties here in Ohio, and it's not the most ideal um, situation for running, but you know what? This is where uh, this is where I live. This is what I have to do. This is the this is what I have to do to make it happen. So, yeah. Um, over the weekend, though, I wanted to get out of the house. Um, just since I've been cooped up on the couch for a few days, and uh, I was like, "Hey, what do we need to do?" I was like, "Oh, we need to recycle some laptops." Uh, the in-laws had some old laptops that they wanted to recycle, so instead of throwing them in the trash, find a place to actually recycle them. That's a good thing to do, folks. Don't just throw away electronics, especially things with batteries. You can recycle all that. So I headed over to Best Buy because I knew that place. Uh, I knew they at least accepted um, recycled materials for uh, computers and that sort of thing. Um, I know Apple does as well, but with the way they're doing appointments and all that stuff, I didn't want to set an appointment to drop off a computer. So decided to head over to Best Buy. And as I was heading over to Polaris, which is a shopping district here in Columbus, just north of Columbus, I was I was quickly reminded about how close we are to Christmas. 
Uh, and the reason I say that is, you know, parking lots were full with people making their ways into stores for holiday sales or um, gifts, you know, that sort of thing. And uh, just moving documents here. Okay. And uh, it was just, it was just like crazy how packed this shopping center was. I was in, if you guys are familiar with the Polaris area, it's like the shopping center across the street from the mall. So the mall parking lot was already busy as it was. But this was across the street and it's still just completely packed. There's like a Joanne, there's like a party city. There's basically everything you would expect in a shopping center outside of a mall. You know, whatever whatever stores those are, that's what was there. There's a Target, a bunch of stuff. But anyways, so I found a parking spot and I made my way inside Best Buy to drop off the laptops. And inside the store, there was just like hundreds of people making their way around just to, to find that one thing or the gift they need or whatever the case might be. And it kind of gave me the idea of this episode that I'm titling consumption. And it's like, even in the midst of this pandemic and everything that's going on, we as Americans cannot stop our desire to consume. And I I know this is going to sound like a rant, this episode, most episodes do, but this is what came to my mind when I had uh, walked into Best Buy and seen that, like I literally walked out and I sat in my car and wrote some notes just of a thought of just some things that, that came to mind when, when I saw what was happening there. It's, you know, back in March and April, when, uh, when most of the country was shutting down really to try to stop the, the spread or slow, rather slow the spread of COVID, there seemed to be this like change in mentality um, about what was important. You know, I saw it in our community and that sort of thing. And you see it a little bit on the news and someone is calling me, but that's going to have to wait. Um, you see a little bit, yeah, basic ringtone right there, guys. Um, you would see a little bit about people changing their mentality of like what was actually important and what they valued more in their life. And it seemed like people wanted to spend more time um, with their family. You know, people seem to, to care about the health of the overall public and helping those in need. Um, but then, you know, fast forward, eight months later and now it seems to be back to the norm back to before any of this stuff took place or or before we had this almost like awakening in a moment. We talked about that a few weeks ago and it's like awakening and waking up to the situation and kind of making realizing your situation and making changes to go the way you want to go. This, this awakening happened and all of a sudden we're back to where we were. And there was two aspects that kind of came to mind to me um, with this uh, issue that seemed to they kind of bother me. And the first one was basically the, con- the consumption of the consuming mentality. Um, for those of you that know me or have listened to the show for a while, you know, I have, a, I have issues with uh, overconsumption. The ideas of increasing physical items in your life in order to fill gaps because that's what most of these things are. Yes, I know, and we'll play the back and forth game. I know we need things, uh, certain things to survive. I guess not really survive. That's probably a little stretch, but there's things that we have for comfort and that sort of thing. But a lot of these things we fit, we purchase or want to fill gaps in our lives to kind of um, make us feel better about something to please people, whatever the case might be. The, um, you know, every year, about at this time, I have these same thoughts of seeing people spend the time and money, and most of the time it's money they don't have in the form of credit card debt, to buy these superficial items. Again, there's things that we quote unquote need. 
But most of these items, you're going to Best Buy, you're buying a superficial item that you don't probably need. The minimalists have said something like this. We buy things to impress people we don't like. Actually, I think it goes something to like, we buy things we can't afford to impress people we don't like. And then how true is that? That we do these things for to, we do these things to, to kind of out of, uh, I'm trying to figure out the right way of saying this because I, I know I'm sounding already ranty, but we do these things in order to kind of appease other people. And, and I know this is kind of goes into like the gift giving aspect as well. And, and yeah, I know it's, it's great to show appreciation to people in the form of gifts. And I'm not against gift giving as like a concept itself, but the idea of like a requirement of gift giving is my concern. Like this holiday season becomes something where People feel like they need to, they need to buy people's, I mean, really buy people's love and affection by if you don't get them the right gift or you don't do the right thing in that aspect, you're not, you don't love them enough, or there's some sort of situation like that taking place. And, and, and that's not really the case or it shouldn't be the case. If someone only loves you because you get them gifts, there's probably a, a bigger issue in that relationship. But this idea of this requirement is really is really the the heart of my concern in this is when we do things because culture dictates it as normal and we never question what cost at what cost are these things being normalized that's the dangerous place to be you know the cost of us giving up our freedom to think for ourselves is a big picture the cost has led to almost 1 trillion dollars in credit card debt in the US alone you know, the cost that has a real effect on our mental, mental well-being of our community when our value is in the things that we have, the cars that we drive, the house that we live in, the, the showy outside things, when our value becomes that, that is very, very dangerous. And again, giving gifts to show appreciation is, is not a bad thing, but I would say that's probably less than like 10% of the madness I saw in that Best Buy rather than saying, Hey, I appreciate what you, what you've done for X, Y, and Z. I'm getting you something to show that appreciation. Cause some people, you know, if we go down to like the love language and stuff, which those are questionable in my opinion, in some cases, but the idea of like some people re- receive affection by giving, uh, by receiving gifts and some people show affection by giving gifts. I think there's better ways to do it. Um, gifts of physical items, not necessarily the best way, maybe experiences and that sort of thing, but that's a whole nother rabbit hole. But one positive sign, if we're not gonna, I'm not gonna be negative Nancy or Debbie Downer the entire episode, is credit card as a whole is reducing this time for the law for the first time in a while. According to some data I found from um, Wallet Hub. After an increase of $76.7 billion in credit card debt in 2019, they're projecting a decrease of $89 billion in 2020. And that amounts to an average credit card debt. Um, the average credit card debt per household is down 10%. So I'd like to think that's a, a turn for the, for the better. You know, We're, we are <clears throat> realizing that we don't need to be racking up debt or, you know, kind of putting ourselves in a better situation where, you know, the fear of possibly losing your job or anything like that comes into play that you kind of um, 
are better suited or better prepared if that kind of circumstance happens. So maybe it's partly that, or maybe it's partly too that people would just realize, you know, hey, I don't need all these things. Buying these things aren't, isn't going to make me happier. Um, there's no thing that's going to make you inherently happier. It may make things easier. It may make you more comfortable, but that doesn't always line up with with your your joy or your happiness. Really, joy. Happiness is a fleeting feeling. The joy you have in life cannot be purchased. Daniel Tosh has a joke. He's like, you tell me money can't buy happiness, but money can buy a wave runner and you've never seen someone frowning on a wave runner. I'm like, I guess that is true. Money can buy a wave runner, but it's only going to buy you that short happiness, especially here in Ohio because it gets cold. Then you can't use your wave runner. Side note. Um, but yeah, if you still want to give gifts or anything like that, I mean, give an experience, you know, go invite someone out for a walk, a picnic, you know, socially distance and safe, I guess in, in today's times. And I don't know the the idea of just physical items, more physical items to, to fill those holes is really just an issue I have. And again, I said, I have it every single year when this time comes around because of the commercials, the ads, the everything, the, the sales, you know, originally it started just black Friday and now we're shopping on Thursday and now we're shopping the whole week. And then we've got cyber Monday and then, but don't worry, we have give Tuesday so you can give to your charities on Tuesday. But then the rest of the week is all still about sales. It's, it's so weird to me because it's just slowly becoming the norm of that's just what happens. I I meant to look up some black Friday stats to see, you know, stores were still packed on black Friday. And it kind of goes into my next, my next issue with, with everything is, is going back to the pandemic side of things. Now, most people know I'm not living necessarily in fear of the situation, but it is a real thing that is happening that people are getting sick and things are coming of it. And I'm not saying live in fear, stay in your house, don't talk to people, don't do anything. That's not what I'm saying at all, but we do need to take precautions and things. And in my opinion, crowding shopping malls and big box stores to get the quote unquote deal is not a great preventative measure. And that's yes, even if you're wearing your mask, it's still not a great preventative measure. Our consumer mentality has allowed big box stores to stay open while small businesses continue to struggle and most uh, even having to close down. According to the most recent Yelp local economic report that took place in September, there are almost 100,000 businesses marked as closed on their service that were open on March 1st. Now, I know some of that is just like normal attrition with businesses of small businesses and that sort of thing. But the number is still very concerning, 100,000 businesses, because a lot of small businesses use Yelp as a marketing tool to get their name out there. So when you see that 100,000, most of those are small businesses, uh, locally owned restaurants, that sort of thing, things that don't have the big backing that they aren't pulling, you know, the billions of dollars of profit every single year that they could, you know, maybe they don't make 5 billion this year. They only make 3 billion and everything is still fine. And I know some, some of the reasons that big box stores are doing well in this time is due to the, like the availability of online shopping and retailers such as like Walmart and Target are still showing profits mostly because of their like dr- drastic intake intake uptick, not intake, uptick in e-shopping or or shopping online. But the real concern is to me is, is where how small businesses seem to be more impacted and monitored with these regulations that are happening. Um, You know, a, 
hundreds, hundreds of people can be crammed inside of a Best Buy, you know, shoulder to shoulder that I could see in some places of just like whether they're standing in line. I mean, I know they have the little dots that say stay six feet apart, but if you did that, the line would be wrapped around the store. But, you know, people in the same aisles, people touching the same things, picking things up, putting things down. No one's obviously wiping any of that stuff, touching computers, touching phones, what have you. But you can have hundreds of people in a Best Buy, but a local hometown shop's not allowed to have 10 people in their store because then all of a sudden they're overcrowded. And I know there's a lot of factors into to how these regulations are brought up and a lot of the science behind the COVID stuff that I'm just not smart enough to know or to look up. But, and, and I know I'm definitely oversimplifying the, the problem, but it's just something to think about. It's when you see a ton of small businesses closing, but yet Target shows the highest increase in sales in quarter three than they've ever seen. It's quarter two or quarter three, quarter two or quarter three. I think it may have been quarter two. The highest increase of sales that they've seen in, in the history of Target. You're like, what's going on here? And I know I don't shop at small businesses as much as I'd like to, but it's just something that came to my mind. Um, while I was dropping up those laptops at Best Buy. You know, we as, a, we as a culture are so geared towards consumption that we will sacrifice our health and safety to meander around a store with our mask below our nose, because how else could we breathe, to make sure we buy, or, or maybe even a better way of pay back our love and affection for those that we must get a gift for or we can't miss out on that deal because it is such a good deal. And when am I going to get such a great deal on this? Uh, little side note, folks, these electronics, all these things, they're going to be on sale again. And guess what? In two years, they're not going to be relevant anymore. And you're going to buy the next new fancy thing. I know people, there's a ton of people going crazy for like the new Xbox and PlayStation. I haven't paid attention much to it uh, myself to, to get one because it's not anything I'm interested in, but it's crazy the like the people that go um, absolutely nuts looking for these things, trying to buy them because they need to get their kid. This They need to get their kid must have a PS5. If the kid doesn't have PS5 and his friends have PS5. Like what's going to happen? And that's kind of what all of this has turned our culture into is if we worry about the Joneses and try to keep up with the Joneses and, and everything that's happening, we're literally just doing what our culture dictates as normal. And it's not normal. It's not normal to be selfish to not be giving, to not be caring to people as a, as a whole, like sit down and have a conversation with someone, even if it's virtually with all the tools that we have now to have that conversation with people. We're so worried about getting the next thing, doing the next thing and kind of almost one upping each other. Gosh, I'm, I'm going on another tirade, but what, what, this is what I'm saying. Let's get back to how most of us really handled this from the beginning. Let's put our th value in things that actually matter not things that have instruction manuals, not things that need batteries or need to be plugged in or need to be assembled. Let's not put our value in those things. Let's put our value in people, in our community, in spending time with our family. I, I told you this was all going to be a little ranty, but I, I say this as... Um, I say it all as in order to live life with purpose, or rather another way, running your life with purpose and intentionality, we need to stop just going with the flow and really understand the real cost of our actions. 
and the real consequences that will happen because of these actions that we're taking. It's a real issue. And I think we, we can come together as a community and make a difference in it, but we all need to kind of get on board with it and just make that change. Um, yeah, that's it. I'm not going to keep ranting. Thanks so much for listening um, this week. You can reach out to me on social media everywhere at flores.ron. Would love if you would subscribe. I always mess that up and leave a review of the podcast. You can visit my website at www.flores.ron for uh, blog posts, race recaps, the whole nine. You can see all the episodes of the podcast there, video interviews, that sort of thing. Um, we'll have all of the links to the YouTube page. Everything's on the website as well. Um, uh, Hangry's coming along real well. I should have some more updates with that, all the work that we're doing there. So stay tuned with that. I'm hoping to have some more interviews here, probably at the beginning of the year, just with holiday time. But thank you so much for joining me today. Remember to keep running with purpose one step at a time. We'll see you next week.